Welcome to Cryptic Chronicles, a show dedicated to exploring all the unexplained mysteries of existence, higher knowledge, esoterica, forbidden knowledge, the paranormal, or anything dark, weird, or other in the world. This is a podcast that's a refuge from all things mainstream, meant for like-minded open thinkers who understand the great truth that things are almost never what they seem at face value. In this episode, I'm going to go into detail about a bunch of the conspiracy theories surrounding a pretty big deal right now in the world, the coronavirus. Concerning any big event in the world, there's always going to be a plethora of conspiracy theories that surround it. The coronavirus is no different. And the majority of the public, people like to point fingers at them and call conspiracy theorists crazy. But the crazier thing is that though many conspiracy theories are BS, There have always been those that turned out to be true, which actually happens more often than what would think. The saddest thing about conspiracy theories and the media is that you really can't trust anything that the gutter press or celebrity stooges say about it. They're really just gonna spin the narrative in the way that they want the herd to believe. Nothing more, nothing less. But overall, concerning conspiracy theories, the coronavirus has been a pretty slow burn. I mean, the first time I came across it was months ago, but it's steadily gotten bigger and bigger to the point that it's a worldwide crisis. Basically, everywhere and all businesses have been shut down, and many countries' citizens are straight up on stay-at-home lockdown decreed by the state. It's kind of quite close to full-blown martial law, which is quite unsettling in the modern age. Originally, the virus was said to have come from China, and they'd suffered the most so far. However, this is not the case anymore, with Italy under lockdown and a death toll around 3,405, at least as I'm currently speaking. But with the virus going worldwide, it's actually come to claim over 9,000 deaths, with 220,000 cases overall, at least at the moment. Which, though tragic, are actually not that bad of numbers concerning... basically concerning all historical pandemics. The coronavirus is actually overall pretty tame compared to contagions of the past. And the majority of information surrounding it in the media is extremely misleading. Even though, in the media itself, it'll point out anything that goes against its narrative and completely demonize it and tell everybody that it's nonsense. But, (laughs) when you look up the facts, things say a different story. And it was never really worth hoarding all that toilet paper over. Because there is literally no toilet paper anywhere. And though me personally, prior to all this, I was already stocked up on it. That sucks, man. Don't hoard toilet paper. So let's get into it. The following is a compilation of a bunch of the conspiracy theories surrounding the dreaded coronavirus. You're listening to Cryptic Chronicles. I've been following the coronavirus story basically since the beginning because I was pretty interested in all of the democracy protests going on in China. I was anticipating, well, I was thinking that the 
communist government was going to do something pretty messed up to the protesters because communists do not like threats to the people in charge's power. And when you live under a real totalitarian government, they crack down pretty hardcore on stuff like protesting for freedoms and individual rights. And the very first conspiracy theory that I came across concerning the virus was that it was released by the Chinese government to suppress all the protesting for democracy. And if you've been paying attention to real news sources, not the mainstream media news, before the outbreak, people all over China were rallying for more rights and even waving American flags as an inspiration. And if we know anything about communist and socialist governments from history, they don't take kindly to free speech and the demand for more rights of citizens. The whole thing was becoming a nationwide movement, and then all of a sudden, the virus broke out, scattering all the protesters and killing many elderly people. The theory goes that the virus is man-made and was released on purpose. The whole demanding of liberty and waving the American flag at these rallies, thousands and thousands of people strong, really freaked out the communists. But when you're a government based on treating people like cattle with no one owning anything but the powerful and people in charge, they should definitely be frightened in modern times with the world being so connected and all. Governments are much, much more accountable now, or they are being forced to be accountable than any other time in history. And since I've followed this from the beginning and I found this conspiracy theory to be very interesting, I don't really buy it. I don't believe anything at face value. And there is no solid proof. The outbreak did seem a little bit too convenient to deal with the Chinese government's current problems concerning its citizens, but there's so much that has yet to be revealed. And the theory got even more interesting to me when China started a new narrative that the United States Army is responsible for the contagion. They claim it was an American disease introduced to China by the US Army personnel who visited the country back in October. And with objectively no evidence to back this up, it's no wonder that the US got kinda pissed off, especially since China allowed the theory to gain prominence in their heavily censored internet, which only an idiot tool would actually believe since their internet is basically just a propaganda machine. So not only were China-US relations rocky because of the protesters demanding liberty and waving American flags, but now they're trying to blame it on US soldiers with literally nothing to back it up whatsoever. But then again, the theory that the virus is a Chinese biological weapon purposely released to break up democracy protests also pissed off the Chinese government. So I guess we're square. But with anyone with the eye to see, it's blatantly obvious that governments across the world are fighting to control the narrative behind the pandemic. Or, according to some, planned-demic. Let's just say that the disinformation campaigns are running strong and backed up by mainstream medias across the globe, so be careful what you believe. I'm sometimes forced to endure the mainstream news on and kind of makes me angry because I have a lot of the information behind what they're talking about and I know all the facts that they're leaving out. It's frustrating. They don't give any context and they just throw all these numbers around without any of the information behind them. It's almost like they're just trying to cause mass fear. And then you also get the many corporate controlled websites, but the government's pretty corporate controlled as well. But the corporate controlled websites are claiming that the virus is not bioengineered with bogus proof. And people believe it, which is hilariously naive and disregarding any theories like bats, 
Scientists are still completely unsure exactly how the virus was generated. And until there's some legitimate proof behind any of these theories, not from the mainstream media, we're going to be in the dark. And the theory of the Chinese people eating bats is actually one of the first conspiracy theories concerning the coronavirus. If you're on social media, I'm sure that you saw some memes about it. Or maybe you didn't. Because a lot of social media platforms, or specifically, I mean Facebook, were censoring coronavirus posts. To the point that they actually got in trouble for censorship. Though with no evidence to back up both China or the US for the releaser of the virus, the two countries are pointing fingers at each other. However, I did come across a pretty interesting piece of information that the coronavirus actually originated in South Korea. but. Then the information disappeared and I could never find it again, so who knows if that's BS or not. But the key to remember is that a lot of the information concerning the COVID-19 is still up in the air and we haven't discovered it. But there's many, 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 many more conspiracy theories concerning the virus and since this is Cryptic Chronicles, we're going to cover all the weird ones that I think are worth mentioning. I would have been doing more work on Cryptic Chronicles, but... I'm not under quarantine like everybody else. Everybody else is all locked in their houses and whatnot. People laid off, people staying home, people not allowed to go out and about. Me, I am on the front lines, so I'm still extremely busy. But what little time I have, I will always give the Cryptic Chronicles. I am literally on the front line working with the county and I mostly work with the homeless population. Actually, I only work with the homeless population. So I'm not going anywhere and won't be quarantined. However, I'm not going to get sick and I wouldn't worry about it because I'm not. I only wish I had more time to cover this in more detail, but I still have spent many, many, many hours, probably around 16, researching all this. One of the most intriguing conspiracy theories is that Dean Kuntz somehow predicted the coronavirus outbreak in his 1981 book, The Eyes of Darkness. It talks about a virus called Wuhan, and in a bizarre coincidence, in the real world, Wuhan is basically where the virus came from, at least according to the current narrative. COVID-19 only has a 2% fatality rate, whereas the virus in the book was way more OP and similar to the measles outbreak over half a century ago, or even the Black Plague from medieval times. Some people even think that the stuff that happens later in the book is actually going to happen in real life. And Dean Kuntz was somehow a prophet or something and predicted the future. I was completely sucked into this when I first read about it, but after doing a decent amount of research on it, turns out that the word Wuhan wasn't even in the original edition of the book released to the public and the virus is not even half as strong as the one in the book. And talking about pop culture similarities, there's also a very much overused theory that the long-running Simpsons cartoon predicted over 30 years ago. Because, you know, the Simpsons have already proven to predict so much. The episode Marge in Chains that aired back in 1993 had a pandemic called the Usaku flu that is very similar to what's going on right now. I should really do an episode sometime on the, the weird things predicted on the Simpsons. But let's go back to Facebook conspiracies. All the way back in January, a Facebook post went viral with a picture containing an alleged patent for the coronavirus, a vaccine, which for obvious reasons is completely BS. 
But this helped lead to the conspiracy theory that COVID-19 is a government-sanctioned virus released on the people for Big Pharma to gain tons of profit to get rid of the older population because of all their social security money that the government elites could be using and to force people to become vaccinated in a way that will alter their consciousness, making them to be better parts of the herd to just consume and mindlessly buy and live their life basically in a meaningless fashion where they don't even have to think for themselves. Not really sure how a vaccine can do that. And people seem, well, at least the majority of people seem kind of like that already to a degree. So I don't know. The conspiracy theories behind vaccines is a completely different monster of a topic. And uh, people get kind of heated over it on all the sides of the spectrum concerning it. Whereas personally, I believe about all the vaccination conspiracy theories that some, the truth is like somewhere in the middle ground. I'm kind of getting lost in the woods. Let's get back on topic, back to the coronavirus. If you look up the legitimate facts, which are even on government websites through the Freedom of Information Act, you'll see just how many times the U.S. government has experimented in unethical ways on the citizens of the United States. It's really nothing new and kind of unsettling that the mainstream population isn't even really aware of the nature of the government that they hold so high. But let's face it, people don't want truth. They just want comfort and things to go along with their confirmation bias. They want to live in a little box that was created for them. Almost like the Matrix, actually. Like in the Matrix movie when um, Morpheus says to Neo that these people are so ingrained in the Matrix that they'll even fight to defend it with their own lives. And it's a pretty powerful metaphor. But all I'm saying is that it's this, this particular conspiracy theory about uh, it being government sanctioned and whatnot. Government's basically just corporations, so it's actually not too hard to believe. I mean, especially with their track record. Like, people think they're informed just being watching like brainwashed news programs, but they're really not. The coronavirus isn't even a particular singular virus. Well, the coronavirus is, but it's part of a family of COVIDs, which is uh, a broad term and covers a variety of illnesses, and even the common cold is basically categorized as a COVID. It's not just a single virus, it's an overall classification. That's why they call it COVID-19, because it's just a member of a broad family of viruses. So not only was the picture of a so-called vaccination 99% most likely bullshit, but it's also just wrong overall in its depiction of the virus. However, that still hasn't stopped people from claiming the government has a vaccine they won't release to get profit for Big Pharma which admittedly Big Pharma is legal organized crime. But if those conspiracy theorists just did a little bit of research, they'd see they were dead wrong. And then I came across a story from Rolling Stones where allegedly the government introduced the coronavirus back in 2018 and Bill Gates was responsible for it somehow. And I quote, On January 21st, QAnon YouTuber and professional... Um, hold on, let me start over. I misread that. On January 21st, QAnon YouTuber and professional shitstirrer Jordan Sather tweeted a link to a patent for coronavirus filed by the UK-based uh, Birthright Institution in 2015. Was the release of this disaster planned? Sather tweeted. Is the media being used to incite fear around it? Is the cabal desperate for money? So they're tapping their big pharma reserves? 
This theory quickly gained traction in many conspiracy theorist circles, with QAnon and anti-vaccine Facebook groups posting links to the patent suggesting that the government had introduced coronavirus, presumably to make money off a potential vaccine. Well, there's 100% one thing I do agree on from that guy's conspiracy theories, and that is that the media is definitely being used to propagate fear. It just leaves out so much information and context that would make people respond to it in a less, less, less unreasonable way. But sorry, back to the quote in the article from Rolling Stones. Adding fuel to the fire, Sattler followed up by linking the per- Herb Wright Foundation to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation based on a 2019 press release announcing that the foundation would be helping to fund an unrelated project to study livestock disease and immunology, along with other so-called elites. Bill Gates is a frequent target of QAnon conspiracy theories. His inclusion was not particularly surprising, says Rene Duresta, research manager at the Stanford Internet Observatory. And she says, anytime there is an outbreak story with a vaccine conspiracy angle, Gates has worked into it. This type of content was very similar to Zika conspiracies, she tells Rolling Stone. I just want to inject here one more time. If there's uh, any like truth to conspiracy theories, then they're going to demonize it and attack it in media. If there's no truth to conspiracy theories, then they don't care about it in the media. That doesn't mean that conspiracy theories that they're attacking are true. It just means that there is something in there that they're hiding. Or they're hiding a possible door that could open up leading somebody to things that they really don't want the public to know. It's their calling card and how they've basically functioned for decades. Anyway, that's just an FYI to not believe everything you hear and to look for certain red flags. Now back to the article. According to a Perbright spokesman who spoke with BuzzFeed News, the 2015 coronavirus patent was intended to facilitate the development of a vaccine for a specific type of avian coronavirus found in chickens, which have not been implicated as a potential cause of COVID-19. Further, the spokesman said that the Gates Foundation did not fund the 2015 patent, thus ostensibly negating any potential connection between the billionaire and coronavirus. But that hasn't stopped conspiracy theorists from continuing to widely speculate about his involvement, especially following the wide circulation of a 2018 Business Insider article about a presentation Gates gave at a 2018 Massachusetts Medical Society and New England Journal of Medicine event. During the discussion, Gates presented a simulation suggesting that a flu similar to the 1918 flu pandemic could kill 50 million people within six months, adding that the global public health community was unequipped to deal with the fallout of such an event. End quote. Now, I'm not going to get into the politics behind QAnon because we are not subject to herd mentality. But the QAnon conspiracy theories go even further and weirder than that. Though, make no mistake, I'm not trying to say QAnon conspiracies are true in the slightest. But the media from the left is so out to disregard it and denounce it, it makes me raise an eyebrow. Things are never what they seem at face value. And throughout history, whenever something like this is so feverishly suppressed and ridiculed, there's usually a very valid reason why. With the subject, 
usually containing a sliver of truth. I mean, when I googled it and was doing a lot of my research, literally every single website that I popped up was demonizing it. And that takes resources. They would not go out of their way to demonize it unless it was a threat somehow. I was honestly kind of amazed at how biased every single page that popped up was. All of them were just polarized views and any polarized view usually means that there's a lot of bullshit behind it. I found my search results highly questionable. So much to the point, well, I know who's behind Google and the search engines, but it was so much to the point that I was questioning if my search engines were being censored because things are never so one-sided. But then again, some of the QAnon believers claim drinking bleach will cure the coronavirus. So there's plenty of bullshit to go around. It's just a matter of wading through the filth and finding the gems in it. And I'm going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Cryptic Chronicles. Hello, dear listener. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? A spiritual or esoteric experience? Have you ever seen a UFO or something that you could not explain? Have you ever witnessed anomalous activity that defies reality? Have you ever experienced unexplained mysteries of existence? If you have your own cryptic tale and would like to have it shared on the podcast, then call 1-800-757-6049 and leave a message of your experience. If it's what Cryptic Chronicles is all about, then it will be shared on the show. Just make sure you thought about what you will say ahead of time and give a clear and concise account. Also make sure to leave your name, where you're from, or any information that will assist in making a clear picture to portray to listeners of Cryptic Chronicles. Once again, call 1-800-757-6049. That's 1-800-757-6049. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, earlier in the Rolling Stones article, Jordan Sather mentioned the Cabal, which is basically, they don't want to call people the Illuminati, but they're the Illuminati. They just don't like to call them that because it's a compliment. It means the Illuminated Ones. So they call them the Cabal and stuff like that. And the QAnon conspiracy theorists claim that there is a group fighting the Cabal called the Alliance. They're the enemies of the deep state. I think I've covered this before, I'm not sure, but the Alliance are people who believe in like the secret space programs and stuff. They believe in aliens and space Nazis and actually some pretty fascinating lore, to be honest. I should do an episode on that. I'll do that next episode. I'll do it on all that, okay? It'll be all about like the secret space programs and stuff. Anyway, David Wilcock is one of the most well-known proponents of the secret space programs. And I'm actually a fan of David Wilcock, but don't get me wrong, I don't believe all the stuff that he teaches and covers, but I do find it entertaining. Like, I don't take the stuff he says literally. Though many do, he's got a pretty big fan base in the following. I can enjoy things without believing or disbelieving it, which I think has led to some misconceptions about what Cryptic Chronicles is from some of the emails I've gotten from listeners, but all good. And if you're familiar with conspiracy theories, I'm sure that you're familiar with 
the deep state conspiracy theories revolving around Epstein, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. What's crazy about those is I was following those conspiracy theories since I think 2015, but everybody was so mad whenever anybody talked about it or it was put in mainstream. And like, I remember people getting really pissed off at it. like taking it personally almost. I wrote an article on Pizzagate, not trying to say it was true or untrue, just like covering it as a conspiracy theory, just as it is, not trying to push it or diminish it in any way. And people got really mad at that article. <laughs> so I stopped covering stuff like that because I'm not here to polarize people and I just gotta remind myself that people don't really think like me for the most part. But the conspiracy goes like this, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and that there's a whole pedo cult in our deep state that uh, basically murdered him to keep him quiet because he was one of the ringleaders. Well, this is the cabal. These people are the cabal that the Alliance and uh, all the QAnon conspiracy theorists are referring to. They also claim that this cabal was behind MKUltra and MKUltra actually happened and the government admitted to it and apologized to it. So that's a real thing that historically happened. But the cabal is basically pushed forward with that into the MK Ultra Monarch program, which I have covered before. Anyway, they're responsible for basically a lot of the messed up stuff going on behind the scenes. And the people who follow and believe all this stuff, they believe that the elite are, or the cabal, are basically just a group of Satanist tyrants who control the country. And they perform horrific rituals and sacrifices and, you know, looking at some of the company the elite keep, I'm looking at you, Marina Umbramovich. Yeah, go check her out. She hangs out with high-ranking DNC members and Hollywood celebrities and is a legit Satanist. But anyway, they, they think that the cabal is basically the counter and opposition to the benevolent group of the Alliance. The Alliance is made up of the quote-unquote good guys. Well, the world's a bunch of shades of gray, so usually a good guy is a matter of point of view. But anyway, these are the good guys out to take them down and free humanity, with some theories claiming that the coronavirus is a smokescreen to distract the public from around the world, basically, from a deep state takedown that's happening behind the scenes. This conspiracy theory was hard to research because most of what I found was horrendously biased. But I also found stuff stating that the virus was the cabal's last hand and that they're they're basically on their way out. It's basically saying that the coronavirus is their last ace in the hole because they've had such a losing streak. I also find it really hard to find anything like legitimate. It was mostly just Twitter posts and Reddit posts and I couldn't really find anything promoting it article wise or stuff like that with people who you know, officially are good at researching stuff and can do it objectively. The only thing I found mainstream came from the gutter press and was just all about denouncing the theory because they really hate those guys. All the stuff denouncing and making fun of the theory, it's it made uh, the searches just so overwhelmingly biased, it was ridiculous. I mean, the media is controlled by the left, but with Rush Limbaugh claiming that the virus was the common cold, the conservative right perspectives of the conspiracy theories on the coronavirus is uh, <laughs> pretty wonky too sometimes. The cabal is made up both of liberals and the right and everything basically. 
In the end, a lot of these elitist politicians in the background are on the same side and only pretend to be opposed to each other. Which is hilarious because these elites come from all political spectrums and things are never so black and white in reality. But this conspiracy theory, according to the Alliance side, basically mostly hate on liberal leftists because they happen to be at the forefront and control Hollywood and the media. Still, people like Jordan Sather are, and the Alliance people are uh, pushing the coronavirus cabal theory hard. At least at face value, they seem to believe it themselves, too. And uh, take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more coronavirus conspiracy theories. Hi there, thanks for listening to Cryptic Chronicles. The show is sponsored by Blueberry, and if you're interested in starting your own podcast, use our link. We'll even give your podcast a shout out. Go to crypticchroniclespodcast.com and click on the Blueberry link on the homepage. By doing so, you'll be helping the show. Blueberry is optimized for iTunes as well as all podcast hubs. You won't have to worry about expensive contracts or fees. In fact, you won't have to leave your own website. You'll have your own RSS feed and no third-party sites. Try it for a month free by going through Cryptic Chronicles. Also, if you're a fan of cryptic content, please support the show on Patreon. By giving just $1 a month, you can really assist us in posting more content frequently. You'll also have access to bonus ad-free episodes of the show and the Discord channel. To keep up with all Cryptic Chronicles content, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and of course Facebook. Give the Facebook page a like and join the Cryptic Chronicles group. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for supporting the show. For most of all, thanks for listening. Welcome back. So the whole Jordan Sather thing, they are, he's got other people who go along with some of the weird beliefs that he has too, such as anti-vaxxers and some anti-vaxxers are telling people to drink bleach to cure the coronavirus. I mean, he's not necessarily associated with those people, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of them, but that is just silly as fuck. Not, not as ridiculous as a lot of the YouTube videos on the subject. Some of them are just really out there, but I guess kind of awesome. I'm a sucker for the bizarre, so. But you should probably go check out Jordan Sather on YouTube if you want to see for yourself. Apparently, YouTube has been deleting a lot of his videos, claiming it to be misinformation, which is a fancy term for censorship. Something Real America is totally against. I actually couldn't find any objective evidence of that, but who knows? Facebook was censoring stuff, but Google's known to censor stuff, so makes sense. Facebook was deleting coronavirus posts all over the platform for a while. And the funniest thing about those posts, too, is they were the positive stuff. You know, the stuff that was poking the holes in the mainstream narrative. 
and it just makes many wonder why they would go out of their way to delete so many coronavirus posts when the media is just vomiting out doomsday fear over and over. Some conspiracy theorists out there are trying to say that this is all kind of a manufactured thing and the whole point of it is for the elite to gain more control, to go to a paperless economy, like a no paper money, just all digital economy, forced vaccinations, and just overall grabbing us common people by the balls. And then there's the whole 5G conspiracy theory concerning the coronavirus. People have been worried about the 5G for a while now, and 5G actually does have some legitimate concerns, not necessarily on the level you would think, but you may ask how it could be possible that it would have anything to do with the virus. Some people have even tried linking Russia to it, which seems ridiculous. See, before the contagion went viral, people were protesting against 5G, basically over the worries of the health impacts that it could have. People who know what they're talking about are concerned about the radiation and the influence of the waves that it could give off on the human brain. However, to think radio waves caused the virus to basically become global is wholly against any nature of reason from my perspective. Though, just what is it that 5G coronavirus believers are saying? I mean, even some celebrities have jumped on this bandwagon concerning 5G and the coronavirus, which is most likely the reason that anybody found any credibility in it. The singer Carrie Hilson took to Twitter and stated some weird stuff that had a huge influence on her 4 million followers. She said, and I quote, People have been trying to warn us about 5G for years. Petitions, organizations, studies. What we're going through is the effects of radiation. 5G launched in China November 1st, 2019. People dropped dead. Why do you think the virus is not happening in Africa like that? Not a 5G region. There may be few bases there, but not as prevalent as other countries. It has nothing to do with melatonin for those theories. End quote. So what do you think? You think that radiation is uh, mutating viruses that already exist into becoming more hardcore viruses? Sounds sci-fi. The 5G is legitimate something that should concern intelligent people, though maybe not for the reasons you're thinking, but radio waves creating viruses or altering the genetic structure of viruses or is that really possible? And then there's the Facebook groups dedicated to the topic having their own go at it, with statements like the following by Facebook user Ben Mackey. I quote, They are trying to get you scared of fake-ass virus when it, the 5G towers, being built around the world. End quote. And despite the really bad grammar, um, he's really saying something kind of controversial because the virus is very real... I mean, it's not what the media really says it is and is not portrayed accurately, but it's still a very real thing. I don't know why this guy would just straight up deny it. But then he goes on to say that Bill Gates invented the technology of 5G to overall depopulate the planet. He then talked about how the so-called vaccines for the coronavirus are actually just microchips that are going to be put inside people and that the virus won't stop spreading until everyone is given a vaccine through fear mongering. It's all coordinated, essentially, and to break down countries and globalize the world into tighter control. Allegedly, all of Mackey's theories were debunked by a UK website called Full Fact, or something like that. But when I looked it up, it was 
very subjective and biased, just like Mackie's own quotes. So I guess they cancel each other out. I just know it must like be really lame to live in a state of fear and paranoia like that all the time. But whenever anything or anyone or any topic or people presenting their ideas about something gets too biased, it instantly just disqualifies them from objectivity, in my opinion, and I don't take much out of it. As a lifelong student of psychology, that is a pretty big red flag for me. Red flags for agenda pushing. And here's another quote. Um, it's by a Colorado professor, and for some reason I did not bother to jot down his name. I must have been pretty tired at the time. But he said the following quote about the conspiracy theory. This story about 5G has no credence scientifically and is certainly a potential distraction, as is other such misinformation, from controlling the COVID-19 epidemic. End quote. And this 5G, 5G coronavirus connection is a, I don't buy it. I mean, well, you know what I mean. I know that mainstream stuff is BS a lot in the media with only agendas behind it, but I'm pretty sure that viruses are biological and spread through contact in some way, be that airborne or whatever. I'm sure you get the point. And I really haven't seen any evidence for 5G having such radiation that it mutates things. And I've looked into it. Never, that's never come up until this whole coronavirus thing came about and I found this information. Well, I mean, at least as far as I'm aware. If you know anything more than I do that I haven't come across, please let me know. The whole thing's kind of a cool conspiracy theory, but it doesn't really make any sense if you know what I'm talking about. Anything's possible, but this one's got zero resonance with me. 5G does suck though, in more ways than one. Like it truly, literally sucks. Because the waves get clogged easily in basic shit like trees and walls. It also sucks because the brain waves it can induce with human brainwaves actually being pretty, at least if you know what you're doing, pretty easily manipulated. But that's a different conspiracy theory, and we're going to stick with the coronavirus stuff. I'm not going off topic anymore. The theory also goes on to state that the coronavirus helps 5G because so many employees are stuck working from home, basically in record numbers. And the spike in demand from everyone being at home on their ass is testing servers like never before helping them make 5G better and better, testing it against strain and overwhelming network activity. Like, the Wi-Fi everywhere is bonkers right now like never before. <laughs> I looked at some stats and that is very, very factual. Some people are even claiming to get headaches at the Wi-Fi and all the waves going everywhere is just like driving them nuts. But this is basically the perfect time to test and work on 5G, which is what they're doing at least according to this half of the theory. And what they're saying is that it is actually quite possible that the people behind 5G are in cahoots with some unknown people to release the coronavirus. All this in a corporate attempt to perfect their flawed technology. And a lot of the coincidences are undeniable. The Chinese are building a 5G highway, I guess is a good metaphor. And it's going straight over Wuhan, the alleged ground zero of the contagion. And it's also unknown to the public and not generally talked about in the media at all that China has a lab to study viruses and diseases and everything, you know, all there in Wuhan. It's like a stars lab in the middle of Raccoon City. They also study SARS and Ebola and all the nasty stuff you can think of concerning contagions. 
It was the perfect spot to have a, a leak or for the virus to escape somehow. But then again, the Chinese are denying that the virus came from China whatsoever. But they've been called out on their bullshit before. United States Biosafety even claimed there could be an outbreak in the facility all the way back in 2017, which has since been forgotten and pushed under the rug. But it's almost like they were ready for the 5G overload. Concerning the overwhelming network activity that's going to occur during the uh, self-imposed containment of all the citizens in the world, at least where the virus is, Gartner Research Vice President Lisa Pierce went public saying, and I quote, the weak link in the chain where the system could get overloaded is going to be the home broadband network. People will hit congestion just like a highway where the speeds go from 60 miles an hour to 20. End quote. This is literally the perfect situation for them to test and work on their tech. But this theory gets even weirder and more offensive from these people saying that the coronavirus itself is fake. Well, tell that to all the dead people's families in Italy. Tell that to my sister who's in a hospital right now taking care of people infected by the virus. You can't fake something this big with so many people affected by it. At least. No. <laughs> it's not possible. Especially when there's evidence right in front of you. Well, at least right in front of me. This is the information age and the world is just too connected. But hey, there's people who say that the world is flat and we shot nukes at the dome that won't let us go into outer space. So it's not the most bizarre thing out there, which actually now that I think about it, makes it pretty wild and up there on the more reality shattering conspiracy theories. You know, up there with like flat earth stuff and that we all were like um, created by the Anunnaki. I could go on. There's like a whole tier of reality shattering conspiracy theories that I've like thought of before, or I mean, put together in a compilation. But though the virus is completely presented in a misleading way in the media, it's still a real thing. However, as a thought experiment, I find it fascinating. Could the whole world fake a pandemic? Could they make that many social media accounts and fake people or actors worldwide? <laughs> no, I think not. But it's an interesting Matrix-like idea to entertain. Obviously, there's a lot we're not being told about the coronavirus, but honestly, anyone in the know should really be expecting that from our media. At least anybody who has a slightly above average intelligence and some self-awareness. Alright, time for another break. Please do not go anywhere, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Cryptic Chronicles. Welcome to the Chamber of Mysteries. I am Anubis, the Egyptian god of death and guide through the underworld. Recently, the goddess Ma'at pointed out to me that the scales of justice have not been in balance. This is not good and can bring chaos to the multiverse. But you, dear mortal, may help in averting this cosmic disaster by supporting Cryptic Chronicles. In doing so, you will gain ad-free episodes of the podcast, as well as bonus content only for patrons. In spreading free thinking and higher knowledge, the forces of darkness are kept at bay. 
simply subscribe to the Chronicler's Vault at crypticchronicles.com. And by pledging a single dollar a month, you can help keep Apophis in the void and Ra's sky chariot soaring proudly through the universe. Also, subscribe to the Cryptic Chronicles YouTube channel. Share. Talk. Anubis, don't forget to tell them about iTunes and spreading the show. Oh, right. Thank you, Ma'at. Please, mortal, help broaden the scope of listeners for the podcast by leaving a good review on iTunes and share every episode or any Cryptic Chronicles content as much as you can. In doing so, we can increase the audience and fans for the show, spreading it across all the consciousness of humanity. Help fight the darkness by supporting Cryptic Chronicles and assist the goddess of the scales and I, Anubis, god of death, in bringing balance to the planes of existence. The astral currents must be calmed and the opposites must be reconciled. As above, so below. Farewell, mortal. Now we're going to move on to those claiming that the coronavirus is actually a covert operation. If you really think about it and break it down and look into the past, we've had a ton of stuff like the corona blasted at us in the media over the years. Remember mad cow disease and all the raw egg sickness? There's tons of scares. I remember it all the way from back when I was a kid. The dumb, dumb tube announcer saying things like, this could be the big one. People returning from X have the virus and they are spreading it. All this has happened before, remember SARS, swine flu, the patient's symptoms were typical flu symptoms. Fever, sore throat, feeling drained, cough, weakness of breath. These old contagions are described as at least pretty normal illnesses, but called a new disease, which is somehow different and more deadly or a bigger deal than it was before, I guess. Even though it's described as a sickness that we're already familiar with. We've survived tons of pandemics going big time in the media over the past 35 years or so, almost beat for beat and separating time periods that are not too far apart. So this conspiracy theory goes hand in hand with the 5G that it's all made up and uh, there's ulterior motives going on in the background. It's, it's almost like we've been conditioned for this 
exact thing that's going on right now. The website nomorefakenews.com states, and I quote, In the case of the swine flu epidemic, 2009, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, CDC, was reporting thousands of cases in America, but CBS star reporter Cheryl Atkinson found out that the CDC had mysteriously stopped counting cases. How could this be? She came up with the devastating answer. The overwhelming percentage of blood tests on swine flu patients were coming back from labs with no sign of the swine flu virus or any other flu virus. That story ran on the CBS news site, but Atkinson told me in an interview the bosses at CBS wouldn't allow it on national television news broadcast. Censored. And that was the end of the CBS exposure of the swine flu hoax. Yet, as I reported, about three weeks after CBS shut down the story, WebMD ran a piece in which the CDC estimated there were 22 million cases of swine flu in the U.S. If your head is spinning, it should be. The second major problem with the announcement of a new disease or an epidemic is the absence of research on what we would call the infection factor. Let me explain. To even begin to say a particular germ is causing a particular disease, you have to prove the germ is present in a patient's body in great numbers. A few little viral particles floating around here and there are irrelevant. You need millions. So if an ignorant doctor or researcher states, well, this patient has the coronavirus, so he has the disease, then that doctor is falling far short of proving anything useful. Where are the tests proving the patient has millions of the virus in his body? Nowhere. The third major problem with the announcement of a new disease or an epidemic is the test factor. What test is being run on a patient to prove he has the new virus? Most of the time, it is an antibody test. Stay with me here. This is important. Prior to 1984, it was generally recognized that a positive antibody test was a good outcome. In short, it indicated that the patient's immune system had come in contact with a germ and successfully defeated it. But then, for several reasons, this science was turned on its head. A positive antibody test from that time on was evidence that the patient currently had the disease in question. Boom. Now, disease numbers could easily be inflated. And they were. And they are. Automatically assuming that the announcement of a possible epidemic is accurate, well, it's a major mistake, to say the least. The CDC and WHO are operated by virus hunters. Running a new virus up the flagpole is their stock in trade. They rush to an area where an outbreak has been announced and they roll up their sleeves and look for the virus. They pay no attention to environmental factors such as contaminated water, supplies, or toxic chemicals, or malnutrition, or lack of basic sanitation. This is their business. Epidemics are good for business. They will overlook many factors just to suit their own agendas. It's all about pharmaceutical business, inducing fear, business, shutting down travel, business, 
diverting the public from key events, business, surveillance and court team, business, and so on. I'm sure you get the point. There will be thank you China business too. Thank you China for your rule by iron fist over the population, your ability to stop anyone for any reason and test for the virus may have saved the planet from an extinction event. Freedom? Forget it. Public safety is the ace in the deck. It wins every time. Hell, we may need a good epidemic in the US so we can exert more control over the unruly citizenry. The doctor is king. Do what he says. Always. How many vaccines are there now? Take all of them. Everyone must. End quote. I gotta get better at quoting stuff. That was a mouthful. But the website, as you can see, makes a good point and really knows its stuff. Big Pharma is basically a cartel of legal organized crime and they are super rich. Ridiculously rich. And the whole point of this conspiracy theory concerning the CDC is that though there are actual viruses or illnesses that go down, the way that these things are presented are staged. And depending on what corner of this theory you're reading about, it has a bunch of different objectives behind it. I've already covered a lot of them in other parts of this episode already concerning other coronavirus conspiracy theories. But the new one here is that it has always been a test to gauge how society reacts and strategies to contain the populations. This way, they could make new plans and ways to pop out propaganda to get the most fear and control and use the info for future tests, all the while perfecting their strategy for the perfect martial law, as well as how to manipulate the economy to benefit certain people in government that will profit. Having issues with your citizens protesting for more freedoms and democracy? Boom. Having issues with people protesting against the 1%? Boom. Having people getting too close to revealing government secrets that would expose the horrific things they do in the background? Boom. And nobody suspects a thing. That's almost too perfect and too easy. In any case, this corner of the coronavirus conspiracy theory says that it's all been part of the plan for the perfect control of the herd, the mass populations of the planet, which is... Horrifying, but totally sounds like something our governments are capable of. And moving on to a new conspiracy theory, there's the theory that China stole the coronavirus from Canada of all places and bioengineered it to weaponize it. From the website ZeroHedge.com, writer Great Game Inia writes, and I quote, Last year, a mysterious shipment was caught smuggling coronavirus from Canada. It was traced to Chinese agents working at a Canadian lab. Subsequent investigation by Great Game India linked the agents to a Chinese biological warfare program from where the virus is suspected to have leaked causing the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. On June 13, 2012, a 60-year-old Saudi man was admitted to a private hospital in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, with a seven-day history of fever, cough, expectoration and shortness of breath. He had no history of cardiopulmonary or renal disease, was receiving no long-term medications, and did not smoke. Egyptian virologist Dr. Ali Mohammed Zaki isolated and identified a previously unknown coronavirus from his lungs. After routine diagnostics failed to identify the 
causative agent, Saki contacted Ron Foucher, a leading virologist at the Erasmus Medical Center in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, for advice. It turned out to feature a number of known coronaviruses known to infect humans. The samples were then sent to Dr. Frank Plumer of Canada's National Microbiology Laboratory, and it was reported that this virus was stolen from the Canadian lab by Chinese agents because that was its origination. Well, not its origination, but the coronavirus arrived at Canada's NML all the way back in 2013 from a Dutch lab. The Canadian lab grew up stocks of the virus and used it to assess diagnostic tests being used in Canada. Winnipeg scientists worked to see which animal species can be infected with the new virus. Research was done in conjunction with the Canadian Food Inspection Agency's National Lab, the National Center for Foreign Animal Diseases, which is housed in the same complex as the National Microbiology Laboratory. They have a long history of offering comprehensive testing services for coronaviruses. It isolated and provided the first genome sequence of the SARS coronavirus and identified another coronavirus, NL63, all the way back in 2004. This Canadian lab was targeted by Chinese agents in what could be termed as biological espionage. In March 2019, in a mysterious event, a shipment of exponentially virulent viruses from Canada's NML ended up in China. The event caused a major scandal with biowarfare experts questioning why Canada was sending lethal viruses to China. The scientists from NML said that the highly lethal viruses were a potential bioweapon and that they never gave it to the Chinese. Following investigation, the incident was traced to Chinese agents working at NML. Four months later, in July 2019, a group of Chinese virologists were forcibly dispatched from the Canadian National Microbiology Laboratory. NML is Canada's only level 4 facility and one of only a few in North America equipped to handle the world's deadliest diseases, including Ebola, SARS, coronaviruses, etc. The NML scientist who was escorted out of the Canadian lab along with her husband, another biologist, and members of her research team is believed to have been a Chinese biowarfare agent, Zhang Guao Yu. Yu was the head of the vaccine development and antiviral therapy section in the special pathogens programs at Canada's NML. She was basically a spy or secret agent, but I don't think that they would have let her go free if they knew how this all was going to play out. She managed to infiltrate the Canadian lab, marrying another Chinese scientist, Dr. Keting Cheng, also affiliated with NML, specifically the Science and Technology Corps. Dr. Cheng is primarily a bacteriologist who shifted to virology. The couple is responsible for infiltrating Canada's NML with many Chinese agents as students from a range of Chinese scientific facilities directly tied to China's biological warfare program. After being discovered, they were escorted from the microbiology lab back in 2019. The Canadian investigation is ongoing and questions remain whether previous shipments to China of other viruses or other essential preparations took place from 2006 to 2018, one way or another. The doctor made at least five trips over the span of 2017 and 2018, and all of them to the Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory. Coincidentally, the Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory is located only 20 miles away from the Huanan Seafood Market, which is the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak, dubbed 
the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory is housed at the Chinese military facility Wuhan Institute of Virology, linked to China's biological warfare program. It was the first ever lab in the country designed to meet biosafety level 4 standards, the highest biohazard level, meaning that it would be qualified to handle the most dangerous pathogens. In January 2018, the lab was operational for global experiments on BSL-4 pathogens. After a laboratory leak of SARS back in 2004, the former Ministry of Health of China initiated the construction of preservation laboratories, all for high-level pathogens such as SARS, coronavirus, and pandemic influenza viruses. U.S. Special Operations Command James Giordano, a senior member of BioWarfare, said that China's growing investment in bioscience, looser ethics around gene editing, and other cutting-edge technology and integration between government and academia raise the specter of such pathogens being weaponized. That can mean an offensive agent or modified germ let loose by proxies, for which only China has the treatment or vaccine. This is not warfare per se, but what it's doing is leveraging the capability to act as global savior, which then creates various levels of macro and microeconomic and biopower dependencies. Chinese military's interest in biology as an emerging domain of warfare is guided by strategists to talk about the potential genetic weapons and the possibility of a bloodless victory. End quote. So what do you think about that? Is it possible the coronavirus was stolen and made into a bioweapon? Specifically by the Chinese military. Remember I was talking about all those protests that the Chinese people were doing about wanting democracy and freedoms and whatnot. But what this really reminds me of is the uh, Resident Evil games and the evil corporation umbrella creating bioweapons and playing God and whatnot. Truth is always stranger than fiction. But what about all of that like corporate espionage and military espionage going on in the background that's not covered at all in the media? Pretty freaky, right? Unlike the Spanish flu epidemic from back in 1918, which killed a total of 500 million people worldwide, COVID-19 really only hits hard on the elderly or people who have prior health conditions or people with compromised immune systems. Whereas the Spanish flu epidemic killed almost exclusively young and healthy people. It's the exact opposite. And with a fatality rate of 2%, 3% in some other researches, is it really worth all of the fear-mongering that's going on right now? Don't get me wrong, any death is tragic. But when you really break it down from a cold and calculating logical perspective, this seems like a lot of this is not necessary. And people keep on trying, especially the news, trying to constantly just like point at Italy being like, oh, look at all these numbers. Oh my gosh, this is horrific. And it is horrific. But at the same time, like what I, I mentioned earlier about the CDC, are these numbers really accurate? Many people were diagnosed with coronavirus in Italy and then soon after died. And it's most certain they were put on antiviral drugs, among many other uh, experimental drugs. And the majority of these people had prior health conditions or heart conditions or high blood pressure or like a lot going on already that made them ill. And one of the most common drugs used was rebarvarin, which has a blatant warning on it 
for people suffering cardio issues and issues with the uh, blood cells and decreased numbers in the body, circulatory issues and whatnot. So a lot of these deaths were caused by the medicine that they were given, not the coronavirus. And unbiased reports from Italy itself states that 99% of those who died from the virus had other illnesses, life-threatening illnesses. But just think about that for a sec. Italy is the numbers that they throw in the media to build fear all the time. And I just said 99% of those people. So with these medical records, we can also see that the Rome-based institute has examined medical records of about 18% of the country's coronavirus fatalities. And in the 18% that they have researched, because, I mean, it's a lot to do and there's a lot going on. Slow work, you know. But out of all of that that they have researched, there were only three victims that actually died from the coronavirus itself and were healthy otherwise. Only three, at least at the recording of this episode. But that's like not accurate numbers that the media is portraying and, or even covering the whole Italy fucking pandemic in general is not accurate that the way they're covering it. I don't think this goes against what I said earlier, how, you know, people saying that it's fake, tell that to the families in Italy and tell that to, you know, all that stuff I said, because this, these deaths are extremely tragic. And though they are not dying from the coronavirus, the coronavirus is causing their deaths. You get what I'm saying? So it's still horrifically tragic, but it's just not what it seems. The average age of people who died from the virus in Italy is 79.5, and that's old. And more than 75% of them had high blood pressure, about 35% were diabetic, and a third suffered from heart disease. They basically all had prior medical conditions that weakened their immune systems, and the medication that they were given was toxic to their current condition. Could this just be business as usual for the CDC? Why are these numbers pumped up so inaccurately in the media? Are these numbers just being pumped up to just create this lockdown we're stuck in right now? Economies all over the world are being ravaged, and they're lying about what's happening. These statistics are being completely messed with by the people who are supposed to be protecting us. And these numbers are being fed to health agencies everywhere. And I cannot wait to see how this all turns out because this is some whack shit. And then you can be like, yeah, well, what about New York? Well, <laughs> New York is the same exact thing. Copy paste. So this contagion pandemic is very real and horrific, but not for the reasons that everybody thinks. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening, and remember, don't be paranoid and don't give in to fear. Fear lowers your immune system. And most of the coronavirus cases are just normal flu. So please, please, please don't give in to the fear mongering. You're going to be perfectly fine. I mentioned a fascinating book in the, I forget which episode it was. Um, polyphasic sleep. It was the polyphasic sleep episode. 
And in that episode, I mentioned a book called The Biology of Belief. See, if you give in to fear and have like all those negative thoughts in your head about illness and whatnot, your body reacts to that. And you can actually cause yourself to get sick by what you focus on and all the thoughts you have in your head about your own physical health, which is one of the reasons why I am so mad and just hate the media and what they do. They know what they're doing. But maybe during your quarantine, you can help yourself out. You should probably check out The Biology of Belief because that is the perfect book to read now with all this going on. And please, please, please just enjoy this as it is. Don't think that these conspiracy theories are true. I mean, break them down any way you want. Think about them any way you want. But the only thing that I really feel like pushing as any factual is that last bit with how all the statistics are wrong and people aren't dying from the coronavirus the way that the media is saying. You know, just if you can take anything from this, just take that don't trust the mainstream media. Think for yourself, research for yourself, and don't believe the hype. And though the coronavirus is very real, with such a minuscule fatality rate, just live in the moment, man. And focus on things that serve you. Maybe gain knowledge or things that benefit yourself in self-growth. Where thought goes, energy flows. Don't ever forget that. And you know the drill. Cryptic Chronicles is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, as well as basically all podcast hubs and hosts. If you look for us, we'll be there. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on social media such as Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Reddit, and of course, visit the website at crypticchronicles.com. If you enjoyed this episode even a little bit, please consider supporting me on Patreon. I mean, I'm not going to be like one of those people who say, this is only brought to you because of our Patreon supporters. I don't do this for money. And even if I never made anything, I would still make this show for you guys till the end of time. But if you do feel like being awesome and uh, going above and beyond and sending some good vibes my way, then join the Chronicler's Vault. Just go to crypticchronicles.com and click the Chronicler's Vault. It's like right there at the top and it'll take you right to the Cryptic Chronicles Patreon. By supporting the show for as little as a buck a month, you can unlock unreleased episodes of the show, as well as an ad-free version of the podcast that is the entire episode, not edited down. The Patreon episode is much more raw and includes the full show. So yeah, you get the full version of the podcast, and then you also get basically early bird releases, not only of YouTube videos, but the podcast release too is before anybody else gets it. You'll be able to join the Cryptic Chronicles Discord and depending on what you pledge, you can even come co-host an episode with me. Or you can um, basically give me an outline of uh, stuff you'd like me to cover and have a episode or segment just dedicated to what you want, straight up. Every single tier of Patreon gets a, a cool little reward, so go check it out. Because I spent a lot of time on this podcast the website, YouTube videos, everything. I find uh, I don't really have much free time and I'm someone who greatly enjoys challenge and I enjoy the challenge of utilizing what little time I have to pump it into Cryptic Chronicles. Kind of proud of what I've done. I mean, I was like looking back on everything I've done and it's pretty cool. 
Sometimes I spend like sh six hours straight just researching and documenting and making my notes and stuff. I've done that so many times. It's been really worth it. Thanks everybody for listening. I really mean that. I have an extremely demanding job, but luckily I have a wonderful girlfriend that I love very much. Thank you, Ashley, who puts up with me just having to work and get stuff done all the time and also doesn't mind all my meditation and like Buddhist stuff and whatnot. That's just all come together into a very beautiful picture. Thanks, Ashley. I love you. Thank you for not being bothered by me just working all the time. You know I change lives. All right, and I just went on a real serious rant back to Patreon stuff. I would just like to thank the patrons that we have, as I always do. Shout out to Kenny, Stephanie Wilkie, Linda Gonzalez, Mark Lane, Angela Delaire, and the newest patron, Leanne Watson. Thank you so much, Leanne. I really, really, really appreciate your patronage. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode and please remember that these are just conspiracy theories. Don't ever let yourself get worked up. I am not a fearmonger. It was a pleasure to talk to you again and until next time, I'm going to cover the uh, secret space program that I mentioned earlier in the show saying that I would do. But uh, until next time, I'm your host, Tim Hacker. And as a brilliant genius once said, Propaganda is as powerful as heroin. It serendipitously dissolves all capacity to think.